What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Call Her Daddy. I am your host, Alexandra Cooper, coming to you live from bed. <laughs> I have been on my third hour of binging television, and it's 10 in the morning. <laughs> And I figured I'd stop binging and I would just start podcasting because yeah, it's May, but I'm already feeling like that like summer Tuesday vibe where like you're checking out on Tuesday. Let me tell you what I did this morning. My eyes opened. I grabbed my telephone. Telephone first. Why am I calling it a telephone? I sound like I'm 80. I grabbed my iPhone and I started online shopping. I didn't even look at Instagram. I just went right to the online shopping. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but like when you start online shopping, you keep all of those tabs open, right? And you put a bunch of shit in your cart and then it, you can either marinate on it for a couple days. You're like, am I going to buy this? Am I going to get this one? Am I going to find something better? And then naturally, all of a sudden you find yourself on Shein or like I like to call it Shein. You buy a bathing suit from Shein and you are guaranteed a yeast this episode is presented by sparkling ice turn up summer with sparkling ice they have over 17 anything but subtle flavors all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor, sparkling ice, anything but subtle. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic, like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash well, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. So I've been online shopping for summer because I have plans this summer and I usually have no plans. We like accountability culture here on Caller Daddy. I want to take accountability that I have a history of never making plans in my life and that's my own doing and really more so with regard to like my relationships not as much with my friends but like when I'm dating someone or when I'm seeing someone or when I'm talking to someone in the past between the ages of 15 and 25 years old 
I engaged in toxic relationships and I'm also self-aware enough to know I was 50% of that toxic relationship. We don't place blame here, okay? But I would never have plans because I would be dating these toxic guys. The bar would be so low. And so my entire life I've been used to like either getting a text right before and be like, I guess I have New Year's plans or just not. And I, I think in a way I actually thought that was how life went. You just never know what's going to happen and you'd never have plans. My life changed about two years ago when I met this man called, and that's my boyfriend, and he had plans. Oh my God, I feel like I'm in the Grey's Anatomy episode where Meredith Grey is like talking about the vet that she's dating and she's like, and Finn has plans and I like plans. If you don't watch Grey's Anatomy, you go watch it. It's the best show in the world. But Anyways, so it was two years ago about, and August is my birthday month. Oh God, I don't want to be one of those girls. It's like my birthday month. That's not what I mean. (laughs) That's not what I mean. I more so just mean like that's the month in which I was born. So my boyfriend and I kind of met in like June and I remember we started hitting it off and I went back to New York City and he texted me from LA saying, I would love to come out and take you to the Hamptons for your birthday. To which I was like, yeah, sure. Sure. See you there, buddy. Sure. I would love to see you. Bring your bathing suit. Bring bring your trunks. (laughs) The week before he was supposed to come out, he texted me and he was like, hey, I am looking at flights. Does this flight work for you if I come in at this time? Like, will you be at your apartment? I replied to that text message and I said, what? To which he then picked up the phone like an adult and called me and says why did you just what what are you doing like what are you doing and I was like what do you mean he's like I asked you if you would want to go to the Hamptons with me for your birthday I'm taking you to the Hamptons why are you acting like you don't know that we made this plan and I said I just didn't think you actually like meant it like I and then I started to spiral because we started to get close and I was in a lot of therapy at the time and I was like listen I'm gonna be real with you I never expect people to make plans and actually stick to them and then as that came out of my mouth I got so insecure because I realized how like much of a skeptic I sounded like like when people make plans with me I don't think they're gonna follow through to which then this was like the hottest early moment my boyfriend then goes to say Alex I promise you that when I make plans with people I never flake I may be late But I will never flake or cancel on you last minute. That's just not how I run my life. And that's not the type of person I am. He is a grown ass man. I am a child. Oh, okay. Like amazing. Yeah. Like can't wait. See you then. Right when we hang up the phone, I open my notes on my phone. I write his name, the date at the top, and I verbatim write exactly what he said to me. So every time I had doubt between the week of waiting till he got here, I kept opening the notes pad to remind myself. He said he doesn't cancel on people. He will not flake. He will be here. He's taking me to the Hamptons. And I'm not proud of how many times I had to look at that notes throughout the week when I was waiting for him to come. And turned out he showed up. Guys, he literally showed up. And we went to the Hamptons for my birthday. Like I had plans. And so that was the beginning of when I realized like I don't have to live in a way that is so tumultuous and rocky and on edge and not knowing what's going to happen. Like I was choosing that life because I was choosing certain men that I knew were not going to commit in any possible way. And I was also doing the toxic dance myself back to them. And what a refreshing moment when he got off the elevator from Los Angeles and said, we're going to the fucking Hamptons, baby. 
Now, let me tell you what I was used to and why I was so damaged. I was supposed to go visit this guy that I was talking to very toxic and I was going to go visit him in his hometown. We had been talking for months. We had hung out before. We had hooked up before the whole thing. And I could tell something was like a little off though that week. I wasn't sure if it was because I posted cocaine on my Snapchat story and that was a bad look for him because he's an athlete. (laughs) But I wasn't sure like what the vibe was, but he kept saying like, I can't wait for you to come. I can't wait for you to come. He texts me two days before I'm supposed to get on a flight. And this is going to be my 4th of July also. I was spending 4th of July with him. Hey, I'm so sorry. I just found out there's a leak in my house in XYZ, like a different state. And I have to go there and I have to like attend to the leak in my house. And so you can't come here. This guy is very rich and famous and successful and all things. I said, don't you have literally a house manager that watches that house? Yeah, but it's my house and I need to take responsibility. So I'm flying there and I need to attend to the leak and I can't see you. Can you imagine someone giving you the excuse they can't see you because there's a leak in their house? I can. (laughs) Now, I mentioned earlier that this is a 50-50 situation, right? And so I remember back in Boston, I was dating my hockey player um, at BU and that's when I had met the Red Sox guy. And it was, it was, I think it was New Year's. We, I went with him to this bar or this club for New Year's, my hockey player boyfriend. And the Red Sox guy ended up showing up there with a different group. And so I just like backed my ass up. I'm not feeling too good. I just went to the other side of the club. I literally acted like I was leaving. I told him I'm not feeling too good. I think I'm going to go. He's like, it's New Year's Eve. I went to the other side of the club. Hey. And the kid was like texting me. He's like, at the end of the night, he's like, you realize that you moved about like 17 feet to the left of me. And I know that you didn't leave the club. It wasn't great. It made me realize you should be a better person than that. But at the time, All I cared about was where's the best party and where's the best dick. And that's what it's like in college. And you know what? I think back and like, even though I'm like, you can't maybe see me, but I'm blushing a little because I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Like, why was I an asshole? Or like by the other side of someone ditching me. I really don't regret the toxic cancellations in those moments. Yeah, they may have hurt them or me, but I look back and I'm like, you know what? I'm so happy I did all of that. What is what does my mom always say? You got it out of your system. That's not what my mom says. That's what everyone says, right? You got it out of your system. But I do actually feel that way. And so if you're watching this and you're in college, sweetie, ditch them. Fucking ditch them. You get out there. Which one's got the bigger schlong? Which one's got the bigger dick game? And which one has better plans? And don't have any shame in canceling on someone if they have bad fucking plans that night, okay? The point is, is go all the way back to the story I told in the beginning of my boyfriend in the Hamptons. I quite literally, when he made plans with me and he was confirming them, like triple checking before he gets on the plane, I was like, what? Like, that's how trained I was to engage in the toxic. And it almost, I had to like reshift my brain as to like, wow, this person is being healthy and this is a complete different side of things that I haven't experienced, but I wouldn't have recognized how healthy it was had I not gone through the toxic and the bad. We're here now. That's the point. We're here now. My boyfriend and I have plans and I'm excited to tell you guys about my summer plans because I have never gone to a different country with a man. That's a lie. (laughs) That's a lie. Anyways, my boyfriend and I are going to Europe this summer, which I'm very excited about and I have plans. Speaking of plans, I have plans to use the bathroom, get dressed for the day. So should we go? 
You know, in talking about all these plans, it made me think about my plan last year to go to Hawaii. If you guys don't remember, I had an episode where I told you guys I'm going to Hawaii with my boyfriend. I'm so excited. And then randomly the next episode, quite literally, I'm pretty sure it was that quick of a turnaround. I said, oh, guys, like, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to Hawaii. You're not going to see the bikini photos. I just have a lot of things going on with the work and I had to cancel. That was a lie. <laughs> I don't lie to you. Um, but I lied because my boyfriend and I were in like a huge fight. And I have told you guys that when my boyfriend and I get in fights, we've now created like this new boundary system. What a concept. And we basically need to resolve the fight on our own before I go and podcast about it to the world. And so that was like one of the first moments where I was respectful towards our relationship and I didn't exploit our fight right away. And so I just told you guys, hey, I'm actually not going to go because of work, which I know a lot of you guys were like, wait, what? We were excited for the Hawaii content, the asshole pictures. Trust me, so was I. But the truth is, is we actually didn't go to Hawaii because we got in a huge fucking fight. My boyfriend had planned this whole Hawaii trip for us, and we were in like a really stressful point in our relationship and we were going through something very specific that we just like could not resolve together. And so it was like a few days before the Hawaii trip. I sat him down. I love how I say I sat him down. It wasn't as calm as that sounds. I sat him down and I told him, sweetie, nope. I was like, I'm not going to Hawaii with you. I refuse to go to Hawaii with you right now. We're not in a good place. And I don't want to sit on a fucking beach with you and drink a goddamn pina colada and pretend like everything's okay. And it was a blowout fucking fight because we could not get any of our money back. It had surpassed the time where you could get anything reimbursed. But I was like, I understand that like, this is a huge decision, but like you should go if anything, (laughs) that's still so toxic. You should go. Yeah, you should go, but I'm not going to go. But I decided to cancel the trip and it was a huge fucking issue. His family knew, my family knew, like our therapist knew it was like, Jesus Christ, she's canceling the trip. What turned out happening though, was I got kudos for canceling that trip because it was like, We were not in a place to go and like romantically be in this like luxurious place and just like fucking and on the beach and like lubing each other up with sunscreen. Like, no, we were in a really bad, rough patch of our relationship early on. Everyone, I'm sure everyone's been on it. We're like, you're on a trip with a partner and you're miserable. And there's nothing worse than that because you're in an environment that's so saturated that you're supposed to be having fun. You're supposed to be having sex. You're supposed to be romantic and loving life. The juxtaposition of like the environment versus like how you're actually feeling is almost amplified in those moments and it makes you even more depressed and more upset about your relationship. So the reason I canceled those plans was a little bit of old Alex being like, I don't, I don't want to go. But I think a part of me holstered that like positive therapy energy and was like, this is not a good thing to do if we're not in a good place. And old me, little gold digger me would have been like free vacation. Mm, Let me get my Shein bikinis. (laughs) Like, let's go. Not this time, girls. I canceled a very luxurious trip because I knew in my heart we were not going to enjoy ourselves and it was not what was best for our relationship. And my boyfriend hated me for it. But As time went on, it was a very sensitive subject and I can now finally talk about it because we then did go to Hawaii together once we resolved all those issues. We quite literally had the best vacation I've ever had with a partner. So see, sometimes waiting brings something even better than going in the immediate moment. (laughs) 
Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the car series. We are going now to get a coffee because I can't function without a coffee at this point in my life and I need some egg bites or something to eat. Okay, we need to open the gate. Oh, it's not opening. Hold on. I wanted to be a smooth like open the gate. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we'll try to uh, just pretend that didn't happen. I do know. Oh, seatbelt first. Uh, I'm directionally challenged. Okay. So, oh my God, the gate closed. <laughs> oh my God. It took me to. <laughs> um, wait, am I like, okay. Oh my God, the gate is closing. Usually it gives me like the little backup view so I can like fucking see what I'm doing. But like apparently not today. I'm just gonna like run over. Hello? Okay, no one died in the process of this exit. Jesus Christ, that was really scary. Okay, so we're driving down Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> I love how I say Los Angeles. Guys, I've lived here for now two years and I have no fucking idea ever where I'm going. Oh my god, guys, I'm coming up on my um hair salon. I'll show you guys my hair salon. Should we go say hi to Jacob? Okay, so we are on our way. I'm going to go to Starbucks, and I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten anything today, and it's 11 o'clock, so we're going to go to the drive-thru. It shall be a good time. Guys, I think birth control makes me not want to fuck anymore. I went to my gyno, and I quite literally said to her, what has happened to my sex drive? I am celibate. Like I don't need to have sex. And I think my boyfriend for a little bit was like, what is going on? And I'm like, I don't like to have sex anymore. Like I, I'm just not a sexual being. And it's not true because I love to have sex. I would like to have sex often. And all of a sudden, so to give you guys context, I switched my birth controls. I went on birth control for my acne and when I was in New York, my gyno in New York gave me this birth control and my skin was so clear on this birth control. Then I got to Los Angeles and I got a new gyno. And like the first day I showed up, she was like, sweetie, this birth control gives you blood clots. <laughs> she was like, so would you rather no pimples, but blood clots or like maybe just like no blood clots? And I was like, honestly, no pimples. We'll risk it with the blood clots. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. So she put me on this new birth control and I went on this like two months ago. My sex drive is non-existent. Zilch. Zero. No moisture. No fantasies. Not even masturbating alone. Because you know sometimes you're like, oh, I could like get off on my vibrator, but like sex right now is too crazy. No. What I realized through the past couple weeks and because listen, I understand that there are some people that are like, well, I have to stay on birth control. Like I cannot go off of it when I've been going through this period of like, why am I not literally not horny at all? I feel like the least sexual being I found that women, you're going to fucking relate to this. Ready? You are getting close to nighttime and you're literally thinking, oh my God, like we should be having sex. We haven't had sex in like four days. Like we should be having sex. And so you literally start to like get anxiety about like, wait, I don't want to have sex, but we should be having sex. And he's going to look at me. And what do I do? 
this is what I found. Number one, if you have a partner that you can be like, babe, I'm sorry, I'm not in the mood. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. That is the first option. But the truth is like in my soul, I know I want to have sex, but this drug is making me feel like I don't want to have sex, but I've never had like a less amount of sex in the, like than I am right now. So I knew something was wrong. So this is what I did. The act of initiating is so hard. Sometimes you need to like push yourself through that moment of like, Oh, I don't want to have sex. Like I'm not turned on give it a second because what I found is a lot of times once I'm having sex I'm enjoying it I'm having the best fucking time it's just getting into it is what I'm like I don't want to have it I don't want to have it oh that actually kind of feel, okay that is that's actually okay even though this birth control is still fucking me up like I'm still kind of enjoying it I've definitely been using my vibrator more during sex and like relying on that but like overall it's the act of initiating that feels so daunting and like like a ch- it feels like a chore which I used to always tell people like it shouldn't feel like a chore and I'm now experiencing what I've always said it shouldn't feel like and so I would say if you can get yourself past that first initial fuck I'm not in the mood I found that once I have sex trying to keep that consistency going because when you go without sex for a while baby we can go a long time without sex right you kind of get comfortable you're used to it you're like I don't even need sex so I would say is if you can allow yourself to try to consistently let yourself have sex and like go there for me it became more enjoyable because my body was like used to it I'm like oh I want to have sex even though the drug is making me feel like I don't it's almost like the routine of like oh I want to have sex I don't know. It's like, it's hard because I don't want to get pregnant, but I also want to have my sex drive back. And so I'm going to talk to my doctor about it. I like, I, you almost feel like something's wrong with you. Like you're like, why, like what, what, what is happening? And especially because my boyfriend has like a high sex drive and we had such a great sex life for a while. I think he at first was like, is something wrong? And I was like, babe, I switched birth controls. And so he's like, okay, I get it. Like, like, do you want me to come? Like, let me know what you need me to do. I'm here for you. So I'm like, you jerk off and I'll just go read a book and take a nap and take a weed gummy and go to bed. We're at Starbucks. Yeah, I hope that birth control thing didn't make you guys depressed. It should be hopeful, though, because I truly I will tell you guys about my experience and like what my doctor says. And I've never been through anything like this before. And I've had friends tell me the minute they went off the birth control, they quite literally were like, (laughs) whoa, I want to fuck all the time. And when you hear that, you're like, I want it. I want in on that, too. Count me in, coach. Like, I want to be a part of that club, too. I don't even know what I want. Hello. Um, could I get an iced coffee with oat milk? Let me double check to see if I have oat milk. Unfortunately, I'm all out of oat milk. I'm so sorry. I do have almond, soy, or coconut. I just don't have oat. Whoa. Okay. Okay. We can do almond. We can get through almond. So we'll do a venti iced coffee with lots of almond milk. Do you still want the classic sweetener? Um, no, thank you. No classic. And then, may I have the bacon egg bites? Yeah, bacon egg bites. Should I get a cake pop? Should I get a cake pop? Oh, my God. Can I have a cake pop? Which one? <laughs> the pink one. Anything else? No, that's it. Thank you so much. I had no intention to get a cake pop, and then I just saw the picture of the cake pop, and I was like, <laughs> Let me your Thank you. Your Thank you very much. 
Um, could you sign a release to be on my podcast? You're on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Mm. 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 It's so good. <laughs> I used to drink almond milk, oat milk all the way, baby. It's so much better. And I haven't had almond milk in a minute. Let me try this. It doesn't even touch oat milk. There's an almond shortage and apparently now there's an oat shortage. Okay, so I'm going back to the dad pad. If you guys don't know what the dad pad is, that's what I call basically the Caller Daddy headquarters. That's where I film all my episodes. That's where I edit my episodes. That's where my team comes in every day. Our studio is in West Hollywood. Come find us. Please don't. (laughs) Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like, If you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Has the person that you are hooking up with ever asked you on a date? If the answer is no, that means that this person is not your boyfriend. It means that that is the person that you're hooking up with. And that's great. But you need to recognize that. And when I say you need to recognize that, I mean you need to recognize this is not your boyfriend. This is not your girlfriend. And they only want to hook up with you. Do not avoid the signs. Do not (laughs) pretend you can't see. And you're just like I going in blindly like, why aren't they? They're not taking you on dates. They're not treating you like their girlfriend. They haven't asked you to be their girlfriend. You're not their girlfriend. You are the vagina that they put their penis inside of and then send home. And they probably don't even call you an Uber. (laughs) Unless they're a nice fuck buddy, then that's good to know. But why am I bringing this up? Two instances. So one of my boyfriend's friends we were hanging out with and then also my brother. He's going to kill me. I don't know if he wants me to say this, but sorry, I'm calling you out, but my brother. And both of these men were talking about how they were having so much fun. Great girls that they were hooking up with, good vibes, but both of them had a girl that wanted to take it and progress it farther. And they were so clear with that person. That's not what I'm looking for. And both of those women proceeded to send text messages longer than the length I'm showing you my fingers are holding up, asking basically why, what's wrong. I don't. Okay. So let me take it a step back. One of the guys, not my brother, we were on a walk with our dogs and he was talking about how he's talking to this girl. They have been hooking up for three months, but like three months, it's like we see each other once a week, right? And she always goes to his house. He's like a rich dude. He's got a nice house. He's like a little older. She's a little younger. She always goes over. She's always the one that texts him. What are you doing tonight? Can I come over? Do you want to hang out? Totally fine. Love someone that's aggressive with it, wants what she wants and gets it, right? 
after three months of doing this, he's been talking to other people. She knew that she asked him, Hey, can I see you more? Like it's been three months. I would like to start to like see each other more regularly. Love. Maybe in the past I would be like, why did you say that? Nope. I disagree with that version of what I used to think. Like if you want something out of a relationship and when I say relationship, I mean two people involved in something together, no matter how casual or intense, if you want something out of a relationship, you should ask for it because why the fuck would you waste your time? You want to know, does the other person want to reciprocate that? So she asks if they can see each other. He calls her and he's like, hey, I just want to be so real with you. I'm not really looking for anything serious. I have so much fun with you. I love what we're doing, but like I'm not looking to progress it any farther than like what we're doing, which is just like hanging, chilling, hooking up. He hangs up. She was like, oh, okay, kind of taken off guard. Proceeds to send him a 15 paragraph outline thesis of how she's so hurt that he wrote off their three months in like a five minute phone conversation and she doesn't understand why and she feels a little blindsided and she just wants the opportunity to spend a little bit more time and like they already get along. So like we should hang out more, right? Like that's the natural progress. And he's showing me this on the walk, genuinely being like, I'm so confused because, and here is what I want to talk about today. This man has been so, so careful about the signs and the gestures that he's made towards this woman to make it very clear. He has never brought her on a date in his life. They met through a dating app. This woman has never hung out with this man outside of the four walls that they hang out, which is his bedroom. She has never met any of his friends. He has never taken her to a work event. He has never asked her to like hang out aside from the occasional like, hey, what are you up to tonight? And it's like a Wednesday and it's at nine o'clock. And so I think when I heard this, I felt really, number one, not annoyed with him, which usually I immediately want to blame the guy because I'm like, well, are you leading her on? Are you taking her to dates? When I heard this, I felt bad because I was like, oh my God, I wish I could tell this girl. Like if you're ever going to send a paragraph to a hookup, stop. (laughs) stop yourself and give yourself the 24 hour rule. Would you send that in 24 hours later? Probably not. You're probably having a glass of wine. You're emotional. You want to like act like he's your boyfriend. He's not. I think what I wanted to just remind everyone is because I know when I was single, I needed this reminder. It's like you cannot be blind to the cues that someone is giving you in the dating game. If someone is showing you all of the signs that this is just a hookup, you have every right to ask for more. But the minute that they shut it down and say, no, oh wait, I'm really cozy and comfortable with what we're doing, that's it. And now you can make a choice. How empowering does that feel? They gave you the answer and now it's on you. Are you okay to continue what you're doing or do you wanna move on and find someone that wants something more serious? Totally amazing. But think about this begging someone she's begging this man to like see what she sees he doesn't he does not see what you see move the fuck on or be okay staying in the hookup zone and I want to normalize your feelings should be hurt clearly you like him more than he likes you and you putting yourself out there and kind of taking a bold step of like I'm gonna see if he wants to hang out more that's technically rejection of him saying no I don't want that so let's also normalize it's totally okay to be upset off of something a hookup says to you well he's not my boyfriend like some people may feel ashamed like I I don't want to be upset and I know he's not my boy no it's okay that's a human being rejecting you that's like a normal feeling 
But I would say before you go, send a long, drawn out text message. Maybe take a hot minute for yourself to decompress and think about, is it really about him that I'm upset about or am I projecting something? Maybe you really want a boyfriend. So we need to stop feeling like embarrassed when we're rejected. You made a really ballsy, great play. I want to hang out with you. He said, no, he doesn't want to keep hanging out with you more than what you're doing. Take the fucking hint. So let me now talk about the side with my brother. So I'm just trying to give you like the male intel here, daddy gang. So my brother came to visit LA and he is like recently single. He had like a semi-long relationship, like a little over a year broke it off and now he's single and he's back on the dating apps and he came to LA and we were just talking about how he's been like going on a lot of dates. When you're on the dating apps, the minute you go on a date and you find someone like kind of normal that you're like vibing with, you want to just stop there. And my brother was like, I want to stop there just in terms of this is some cool chick that I want to hook up with and hang out with on weekends and stuff. Like I found a cool chick. That's the goal, right? To find someone that's a good hookup. But he doesn't want a relationship with this person. He just wants to hook up with them. And so my brother has found like a couple chicks that are like so cool, so fun. But when my brother was, he's going to, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. When he was coming out to LA, the girl he had quite literally gone on like to hang out with at that point was like, you're going to LA. So I'm not going to see you for a really long time. And my brother was like, we've known each other for three weeks and we've hung out three times at night inebriated. (laughs) Like, So I think immediately my brother was like, whoa, like, is this girl going to be clingy? And should I just end it now? So one, I would just like to say, we can also take from that, like, hey, maybe sometimes you're trying to be cute. Like, oh, I'm not going to see you. Don't do that that early on because it can freak people out, especially when they just got out of a relationship and are not looking for anything serious. The other thing my brother was saying was like, he's having a hard time. He's such a great guy. My brother is such a nice guy and he's so respectful of women. And I can tell he's like, I like to like have a little bit of an emotional connection, which can we not all agree? Having sex with someone that you are emotionally connected to is 10 times better than just like a random fuck. So he's hanging out with them. He's inviting them if he's at the bar to like come meet up. But he's like, I can feel some of them getting ready to ask that question of like, So should we hang out more? You can feel it. You can feel when it's coming because that person keeps kind of like lightly poking at the topic. And my brother was like, I need advice because I'm not an asshole and I don't want to lead these girls on. And this is what I told him. Never take this woman on a proper date. Do not dare to even be like, do you want to grab a bite before we go to the bar? Nope. You are never ingesting food with this woman unless you're at the bar and there's a bunch of peanuts on the bar and you're eating the fucking peanuts or it's like late, late night right before you go back to your place to fuck and you're like, let's get a hot dog from this bodega. That's it. You're never fucking taking this woman on a date. Part two of this advice that I gave him was make a very conscious effort to not make plans in advance with these people. And what I mean by that is if you know your friend's birthday party is next Saturday and you're like, I want a chick to be there. Like I want to like have her there and then like we'll have sex later that night. Nope. You can know that in your head, but you're asking her the day of because that's a date. If you plan something with her and in your mind, you're like, oh, we're just going to be boozing and hanging and drinking. There is a way that someone's going to take that the wrong way and go shopping for an outfit, maybe get their makeup done. Like every time you schedule something, it's the minute of. 
it's annoying for him because he's like, well, I want her to come. No, but if you want to play by you don't want to lead her on, then you need to act that way. And then I think also being very inconsistent at times, even if you're bored on that Monday and you just saw each other on Sunday and like you want to have sex and hang out, maybe you're going to jerk it instead of having a woman come over because the consistency of like night after night, no, because that then gets in her head of like, then what is this? Okay, so now I want to talk about early in, maybe even on the first hangout, when someone says, I just want to be really upfront. I'm not looking for anything serious. I know people who have said that to the core that mean it. And I know people who have said that, (laughs) me, back in college, and I didn't mean a single fucking second of it. And it was a full game I was playing. I think we need to kind of break that down because I'll talk about myself for a minute. When I would do that in college, it was specific to the man I was speaking to. I always did it to a man that was like more successful than me and older than me because naturally they would look at me and be like, oh, she's this young college girl. She just wants a relationship. And so I would usually not on the first time, but I would usually say stuff of like when they were being super mushy towards me or something like after sex I'd be like okay don't go falling in love relax like I want to be clear I'm not looking for anything I love what we're doing right now and this is like great and then the guy would be like what like and they would take it as an ego hit but as I got older I realized that was working in the immediate moment but why would I want to play a game and trick someone because at the end of the day then when some of these people then started to like me, I didn't even know if it was because I played a mind game on them to make them want something that they knew they couldn't have or did they genuinely fucking like me? So I would say if you guys are using that as a way to like play the game and like get in his mind, stop, stop. Because it's just not going to help you in the long run to actually differentiate like does he even like you or is he just attracted to like the chase and like wanting to get something that he can't get. On the other side of actually being genuine and being like, hey, I just got out of a relationship. Like, I'm not looking for anything serious. To give you guys an example, I told my brother not to say that this time around. Last time he was single, he used to say it. And I was like, that's totally fine. This time around, I told him, why don't you not say that? And why don't instead you insinuate where you stand in the hookup by your actions i.e what I just said do never take them on a date only hang out with them when you're having them come over to hook up or you're meeting up randomly like at a bar and it's like mid you're at the bar and you text them to come meet up so then you guys can hang out and then go back and have sex and you are never introducing them like formally to your friends to your family etc etc through those little things you can do that is showing to someone I'm not looking for anything serious. I don't see you in the daylight. I don't even know what you look like with no makeup on, sweetie. Like, you know what I mean? Listen, everyone listening is going to be on one side or the other. You're single and you're in the dating game right now and you have a fuck buddy or a hookup buddy, right? And maybe you're the person that's wanting to send the paragraph text and you're the person that's like, I want to be more, I always go to his house. I do want to kind of take things. At least I'd love to like get a dinner paid for. Like, I don't want to be even his girlfriend. Like, could he at least take me to dinner? If you want those things and he's been clear he doesn't, then you again need to reevaluate. Maybe this isn't the hookup buddy for you. It's really not on them. Sending a big paragraph to someone after they quite literally deny you, you're just never going to end up happy. I always have said, why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you? You are going to be way better off finding someone that's 
in simpatico with you in terms of where that they're at in their dating game and their wants. Ladies and gentlemen, if you feel like you're that person, I promise you they're not going to wake up in two years and want to be your boyfriend. I've had so many friends that go through that and then they end it. And the person that was saying, I don't want anything serious, two weeks later starts dating someone. And what happens is you leave being like, wait, they're in a serious relationship. It's because they kindly were saying like, I don't see this other than like great sex, great vibes. But then they met someone they actually wanted to be in a relationship with. And you shouldn't take that the wrong way. You should take that as, thank God I didn't waste another minute trying to force something that wasn't there. Also, I would want to leave you guys with this. Like summer is coming. And if you're someone right now, you're like, I've been in a pandemic. I want a fucking boyfriend. I'm done with hot girl summer. We need to like retire hot girl summer also. But like people are like hot girl summer. No, I just want to be in a relationship and I want to have plans every weekend and every week. And like, I just want a partner. I'm so sick of being single. Like I'm done with it. I hear you. The goal is to always find a partner, right? That is what we all want in life. But I would say, well, maybe chill try if you can to channel a little bit of the other side I was talking about of the person that's like content being in that hookup zone and content with like not moving forward because I think when you try to like rewire that side of your brain a little bit to be like no pressure this person that I'm seeing does not need to be my husband I'm gonna learn something from this experience and then maybe I'll take something from that and then find someone after this relationship be easy on yourself and have lower stakes not low expectations but just lower stakes and just be easy on yourself because what ends up happening I find is when I got to that place when I was single literally my energy then attracted more people that I was like into because I wasn't so high strung and I wasn't so like on the dates like freaking out like oh this person isn't for me and it's like chill they will come everyone you're going to find that person it just takes time and the more stressed you are about it I truly believe you like repel good energy chill have a fucking margarita this summer be open to experiences and eventually the good experience will come but first you got to go through the bad Okay, so I was just working. I was prepping for, I don't know, I bet that will be uploaded right now, but I'm I'm prepping for two interviews. I'm prepping for my Kiki Palmer interview, and I'm also prepping for my interview. So anyways, I was prepping for those, writing questions, trying to figure out what I want to ask them, and now I just got a really exciting call. I've always said I have never pictured getting married, not a wedding, nothing, but I've always like pictured having a home one day I didn't anticipate I would be 27 and buying my first home it's so fucking exciting but anyway so I did not understand anything about real estate so my boyfriend and I like closed on the house last month and the process is so fucking long and daunting we're on the phone with business managers and real estate people and the banks and you're getting fucking inspections on like the fireplace and the fucking floor and the doors and every crevice of every fucking thing and I thought I don't know about you guys but I know what it's like to just sign a lease for an apartment you sign your name and you're in right well not with a house and so this thing takes forever and so I've been waiting to be able to like officially say like we have the keys to our home and today I can officially say we just officially closed escrow all the inspections everything and we got the keys to the home and so I just got like my little garage clicker and my keys and I've been up there a couple times like my family was just in town I showed them the house but every time we've gone to the house we have to have the real estate agents come with us because we don't own the house yet. We're not allowed to have keys, whatever. So finally, I could go to the house and be alone. 
let's go. Let's go to the house today. And I want to bring you guys with me because I'm so excited. I know some people are going to be there. I think my boyfriend's there with these like contractors. Really, the only reason I'm going is to look at my closet again because I'm I officially got my dream closet. So daddy gang, do you want to come to my new house with me? Let's go. And now we're fucking here. This is my new closet. It definitely feels very surreal. To give you guys context, so I just came upstairs. A bunch of people are downstairs, friends, some family. My boyfriend's downstairs. Henry is here with me. And they are like popping champagne and partying. But I wanted to kind of step away from everyone being downstairs and come up here and just kind of have like a moment with you guys. And I brought some champagne because if you know me you know that I'm so excited to fill this motherfucking place with hoodies (laughs) everyone's like Alex that's literally painting my heart like no bitch get a wardrobe it is my wardrobe fuck you so a couple things one I want to pop fucking champagne with you guys and celebrate this year in general for call her daddy has been monumental and you guys are a huge fucking part of that I cannot thank you guys enough for supporting everything all the different directions the show has gone in and so I thought I have nothing in this closet and I want to document it with you guys that the first fucking thing that will be hung up in this goddamn closet is a call her daddy hoodie how fucking great so I brought a call her daddy hoodie I am unwell and I'm going to hang it up and we're going to leave it here until I officially move in to the new house and I fill this shit with all caller daddy merch. But for now, let's christen this bitch with some champagne and a goddamn hoodie. I'm going to get like emotional right now. (laughs) What the fuck? Yes, this is fucking crazy. But the fact that I get to do this and it's so such a tangible moment because it's so connected to call her daddy, like call her daddy got me this closet and call her daddy is you guys. So the fact that the first fucking apparel that's going into my dream closet is a goddamn motherfucking call her daddy hoodie. Yeah, this is this is pretty fucking sweet. Shout out to all of the daddy gang. My haters are screaming right now. Okay, here we go. Let's hang this baby up. There she goes. (laughs) Daddy gang, it's time to pop some fucking champagne. Cheers to many more years of Call Her Daddy. Cheers to a lot of fucking memories being made in this closet. I wish you guys could like be here, but I hope you guys feel like you are kind of here in spirit because cheers, daddy gang. I love you. (laughs) I will see you fuckers next Wednesday. I love you guys. Goodbye. Oh my God. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch, 
I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass. And new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.